cut through the clutter. Give your brand a savage voice. Voiceovers and complete audio production services for podcasts, web audio and video, television, radio, film, and more. Online right now. RandySavage.net. Escapes. Escapes. A Mystic Soundscapes netcast. The latest news in the world of New Age music, concert updates, artist interviews, contests, and more. Presented by Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio. Because life sounds better. Chill. And now, Escapes. Escapes number 36 for Friday, July 25th, 2008. I'm Pete. Thanks for checking us out today. Deviations Project back on the show. Composer-producer Dave Williams and violin virtuoso Oliver Lewis both here today talking about their upcoming release, The Ivory Bow. Plus, I've got some of the latest music news for you along with our most recent top 10 rated tracks from RadioMystic.com. And before I kick off the show, i got to tell you, I've been kind of in a reflective mood this week, mostly thinking about coffee how it's always been like such a huge part of my life and and i'll try to keep this real short but basically back in uh, january and february i got really really sick and uh about a week after i was recovering i realized that i hadn't had coffee in like nine days i know it gets worse i lost my coffee cravings yeah i know i know it's freaking some of you guys out but i gotta keep going in march i broke my rib at the gym that was pretty much the last straw basically what happened was i started myself on a super clean nutrition program which i'm still following to this day lost some weight deflated the love handles back in the gym and still no coffee cravings I, you know i've gone pretty much from drinking three and four big coffee mugs a day to maybe one or two small cups a week and that's the great part because now i'm in control i am actually in control of my caffeinated future and it feels so good and the coffee tastes so much better i still love my coffee i appreciate the bean i'm still a coffee fiend so i had to kind of share that with you guys and let you know that you know i I, i'm not lugging around that coffee iv anymore which is good and so this kind of leads up to the fact that i was kind of looking for a, a skit to do for today's show since i've been trying to entertain you a little bit more do some comedy here and there couldn't think of much to do until I started thinking about my coffee. And then the muse stepped in and out came a song. A song from my heart, dedicated to my friends and fellow coffee lovers throughout the world. So I'd like to introduce the first single by Pete, the world premiere of Don't Touch My Coffee. Drink up, kids. So I can dream faster when it comes to 
Valdez named his donkey after me. People test their batteries in my ears. I can take a picture of myself from 10 feet away without using the camera timer. I chew on other people's fingernails. Instant coffee takes too long. I have a picture of my coffee mug on my coffee mug. I can type 60 words per minute with my nose. Don't touch my coffee, don't take it away. I'll have to tase you, brother. Get out of my way. Disciple of the roasted bean, it makes me fly. Hey, I ain't your buddy. I'm that caffeinated guy who's lurking in the corner of the local coffee store. I'll take the French roast. You got any more? I watch movies and fast forward. Yeah, it rocks. And I can answer the door before you even knock. I can jump to the moon. Touch My Coffee by me, dedicated to coffee lovers everywhere. Hope you enjoyed it. And fear not, I'm already putting together ideas for the video, so be watching for that in the near future. Now, for some real music, here's a tasty ambient piece by Big Ben, a.k.a. David K. Discover this guy on MySpace. The track is called Flare.
by ambient artist Big Ben here on Escapes. Check out more cool ambient stuff on his MySpace page at myspace.com slash big E-R-D-Y Ben. Okay, here's the top 10 tracks from our internet station Radio Mystic. These charts based on ratings and requests over the past 30 days. In at number 10, it's the group Santa Cruz Music with On the Shore from their CD Beach Life. From Songs of Sanctuary, it's Ademus with Amatia Dea in at number 9. His first time on the charts, it's Zircon in at number 8 with Mindbender from the CD Anti-Gravity. Number 7, the ambient mystery of Psychodremix on the track Imaginary Landscapes from Mytho Music. Number 6, pianist David Nevu with The Face of the Deep from Sweet Dreams and Starlight. From Winter Carols in at number 5, it's Blackmore's Night with Winter. Number 4, from her CD Origins, Jillian Golden with Shadows. Sleep Thief's remake of the classic 80s hit by Berlin, The Metro, comes in at number three. That's from the CD, The Dawn Seeker. Number two, Kevin Wood with Secret Prayer from the CD, Sacred. And our number one rated and requested track for the past 30 days on RadioMystic.com, Moby with Porcelain from the CD, Play. Remember, folks, you can be heard by voting when you hear a track on Radio Mystic. Just give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. And, of course, keep sending in those requests for your favorites. All of that is taken into account when we work up these ratings charts. Our weekly top five are usually posted every Monday, or as soon as I can get around to it, on the homepage at radiomystic.com. Deviations Project is a British electronic music duo that takes well-known pieces of classical music and cranks them up to a level you will not believe, folks. Their debut CD, Deviations Project, was released last year, followed quickly by the digital release of Adeste Fiddles, which is already becoming a holiday classic. Now the duo's back with their third offering, The Ivory Bow. It's my pleasure to introduce producer-songwriter Dave Williams. Dave, welcome back to the show. Hi, everybody. Good to have you. And international violin virtuoso Oliver Lewis. Ollie, thanks for being here today. Thank you for letting me be there today. How's that uh, Barbados tan looking, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, right. Well, it was great until I got sunburned on the last day. (laughs) Uh, uh, So it's just about all peeled off now. And that's why Dave called you Lobster Boy in the blog there? (laughs) That's correct, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, before we get started on the new CD, I want to go into a little bit about uh, both of your backgrounds. We'll start with Ollie, since this is your first time on the show. Ollie, I read that you made your concerto debut at the age of 12. Is that true? Yes, that's right. I started playing when I was eight, so I'd already been playing four years. And um, I've been made leader of the National Children's Orchestra of Great Britain, and they invited me to play... A concerto with them. It was a Bavaldi concerto, in fact. Wow. So that was a, a great honor and a, a good start to build from. Now, did your parents actually get you involved in music from the start, or were you involved on your own? How did that work? Uh, there was always music in the house. My mother played the piano, and my father played the flute a bit. Um, but it was really me, because um, I loved gadgets. And when I was six, I just worked out how to operate the record player. <laughs> and I grabbed the first record I could get my little hands on, put it on the turntable, dropped the needle on, and the sound of the violin came out. So uh, I fell in love with the violin there and then, begged my mother to let me start lessons. She's a funny little boy, but whatever keeps him quiet. I didn't really know what a violin was even. And then uh, come the first lesson, I put the bow on the string 
and waited for the sound of the record to come out of the violin, which of course it didn't. <laughs> I've been working to that end ever since. That's amazing. I think when I was 12, I was still picking my nose, so, you know. <laughs> Oh, yes, well, I probably did that too. <laughs> yes. Now, your concerts have taken you all over the world. Uh, I read on the blog that you just got back from a tour in Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, there's a great concert series out there. It's a classical series, Strings, Song, and Steel, in which we mix um, violin, piano, and voice, and steel pan. Uh, so with uh, Natalia Dockwell, the great soprano out there, we uh, performed some duos, and then I played with Liam Teague, the steel pan virtuoso. Wow. He's actually resident in the States now, I believe. And we played uh, one of the four seasons of Vivaldi, and um, various uh, combinations together. I played some concertos out there, too, so it, it was a great event. Did you also play for the president out there, or was that uh, another time? Yes, uh, the did? president uh, rolled up to our opening concert. Wow. Talked to him about cricket, because he likes cricket. They won't sport out there. Now, in addition to all of your, your uh, fantastic musical work uh, and work with the symphonies and all that, you've also been involved in the film industry a little bit. Can you tell me a little about that? Yes. Most recently I was involved in a film called Made of Lavender starring Daniel Bruhl, the German film star, and I trained him to fake playing the violin for the movie and I also doubled him in the movie and I recorded the main theme from the movie with the Royal Philharmonic and then uh, with Dave we did um, a version of the Ladies and Lavender theme. Ladies on Lavender we call it. That's <laughs> on our first Deviations Project album. Are we not supposed to call it that, Ali? Oh. <laughs> we got into trouble, don't you remember? We nearly got sued. <laughs> Oh, it was close, but it was a bit of fun. Ladies on Lavender. But ladies on Lavender. Anyway, so we've done, done a lovely version of that. Dave, I know from our last interview that you were studying music at a young age as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that a police car I can hear there? I, I heard that <laughs> yeah, too. We've got quite, quite a crime wave going on in London at the moment. They're just oh, after... Oh, oh, it's I'm London, hiding, London. so they don't see me. It's just passing by. Yes, we've escaped, so we carry on. Wait for the curtains. I promise not to mention your, <laughs> your crime wave. <laughs> so you started out early as well? Yeah, I was about four, I think, and... Um, yeah, I kind of, my mum used to take me to music lessons and, um, you know, she used to take me on the bus and it was all, um, <laughs> I, I, I was a bit impatient really though, I didn't, um, and I, I know I was trained with the classical stuff really, really early, but I just wanted to be Liberace, which is a bit embarrassing because uh, he's really old, isn't he? <laughs> but he, but he, he was. He had, a, <laughs> he, had a big, he had a big grand piano with uh, candelabra on the top of it, and I thought, oh, that's what I want to do, you know. I wasn't <laughs> keen on the practicing, but I just wanted to stand there and pose and wink at the audience with a candelabra <laughs> on the top of the piano. You also had a rock and roll career, actually, well, early on. Yeah, but I kind of, well, I think when I was about seven or eight, I found uh, my dad's guitar, which he'd bloody hidden from me, so I couldn't find it, and he didn't <laughs> really want me to play it, and that's, I think that's what made me want to play it even more. Right. So I kind of, I used to sneak up when he wasn't looking and get this guitar out and um, because I could play the piano I kind of figured out kind of, you know, I, I knew, I kind of understood the musical uh, structure of chords and things and I used to sort of figure out a few chords and, uh, and then of course he came up and 
he caught me at it and um, he started to teach me a few three chord tricks and um, yeah and then I just sort of went to the dark side as it says in the, uh, in the biog <laughs> now you've been involved in several rock bands uh, one with uh, old John Deacon the bassist from Queen who's that? <laughs> yeah who's that? <laughs> who? who? Oh, oh John Deacon yeah yes we did we were at school right you know right from an early, from about 11 years old right up to about 17 or 18 when we um, we left and went to different colleges we played in school bands and uh yeah, well, actually, we were, we were kind of best friends, really, at school, and, um, yeah, loved it. A great, a good good bloke, you know, he kind of, um, he was a kind of, not a big head, he was just sort of very, very, very laid back, and but he, he seemed to be able to do anything, and he was, you know, he could he could play a bit of piano and a bit of guitar, but uh, he just seemed to stick with the bass. And you also had your own rock band, and then eventually you worked into songwriting with Warner Chappelle, right? Or Chappelle Warner? Yeah, yeah, they were, um, it was called Chapel at the time before they got taken over by Warner's, but uh, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I don't know how they, I think they were just scanning the country for songwriters and uh, they came round to um, where I lived in Nottingham and they just checked out some local studios and um, they liked the music they heard. I've been doing some demos before I had my own studio and um, yeah, they liked the music and uh, they signed me up as a songwriter. How come uh, I see on your website that you're known as the Wizard of Magical Music and Shoes? Oh, God. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of developed. It's just a bit of a. I mean, I, I like messing around with words. And, uh, <laughs> Can I butt in here? Yes. Every time I roll up at the studio to record with Dave, he's wearing a different pair of shoes. <laughs> 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 How many pairs do you have in your wardrobe, Dave? Well, in, well the ones that I, I, I dare talk about are. Um, Prepare <laughs> <laughs> for I've, every musical arrangement. I have, I have a secret cabinet with all my high, <laughs> all my high heels in. <laughs> <laughs> Then they come out on special occasions. No, yeah. <laughs> I think some, it was. I think it was Troy from um, or, or Tom from Neurodisc who said um, because Ollie was the, you know, he was out the front there playing the violin, and he, he called me the Wizard behind the curtain originally. And I think that was a reference to the Wizard of Oz because um, you know I sort of stand at the back and fiddle around and. <laughs> 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 and um, then, then this thing about my thing for shoes came out, and it became uh, it just grew from there. Really. I think on your next album, the shoes should be on the cover. So. Well, yeah, that was good, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, with, with smoke coming out of them, that would be right. Now, tell me how the both of you actually met and started working together. Do you want to have a go, Ollie? Well, yes. Um, it was a few years ago now at Wembley Arena mm. for a production of Spirit of the Dance, which was a show I'd just joined as the solo fiddler. And Dave, of course, wrote all the music for Spirit of the Dance. It's one of the biggest selling, still is, one of the biggest selling dance shows in the world. Right. Um, so oh, Dave was there. <laughs> and uh, we got on like a house on fire and then uh, eventually decided uh, to um, try some stuff together. Was that, was that right, Dave? Something like well, that. You, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think we became pretty friendly pretty much straight away, really. We had, cause, yeah, um, yeah, straight, he, off, he, straight he, off. If you can imagine, it's, it's an Irish dance show and it's just full of dancers. <laughs> and, you know, they're, <laughs> they're very attractive, but they don't really have a lot to say. <laughs> there's, well, there's nothing very interesting to say, so we kind of... We kind <laughs> but we're kind of dismayed by the fact that they were gorgeous, but you know we just didn't really have anything in common. So <laughs> me and Ali got on like a house on fire straight away, and uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> and it was just a, a bit of a challenge really to do something in almost the sort of mock classical way. Really, I, I just thought it would be a, a great thing to do, and um, you know, and Ollie's such an inspiring player that um, I don't know, just we, just we we just never looked back, did we? Well, I was blown. I mean, 
I received music for Spirit of a Dance before the very first show. This is this is before I'd met Dave. And the moment I put the CD into the CD player and played it, um, I never heard anything like it. And I knew then that I had to do something with Dave. Anyway, it was great that we met up and um, got on so well and um, developed it from there. Dave generates this amazing energy in everything he writes. It's um, sort of like, like a volcano, but with more dimensions than a volcano, if you can imagine <laughs> that, put into sound. It's incredible. Oh, I'm blushing here, by the way. It's a good thing we're not on telly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deep red now. <laughs> it's, it's true. Extremes of emotion, extremes of sound, everything. It's just so dramatic, um, so real, more real than... Um, it's, it's pushing the boundaries of what all the great classical composers did. But Dave just stretched stretches it upwards, sideways, beneath, uh, everywhere, you know, so it's amazing what he does. It's, it's quite innovative what the both of you are doing, I'll tell you that. I thought it was a challenge to see what we could do. Now, who came up with the name Deviations Project? Um, well, I did really, because um, one of the early pieces that we did was um, uh, Variations by um, Paganini. Paganini? Yeah, Paganini, and um, it, it just it just seemed a, such a great track, and I was thinking, of, I did actually think, well, Variations would be a good name, and then um, and I thought that would that would kind of describe everything we were doing. We were doing, like, variations of classical pieces, and then um, I think Deviations kind of popped into my head. I thought, well, that's got a bit more edge to it, you know. Apart from some of the... <laughs> But, you know, you have to be careful when you're searching for it on, <laughs> online. But, uh, yeah, with, with the mind project in it, it's a bit more safe. But uh, I just thought it was a bit more of an edgy title, really. Now, The Ivory Bow we've got is your third album together. The two of you are obviously great friends. Did that translate well in the studio as you were working on this whole album? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you can, I mean, you can tell. I mean, you couldn't kind of fake this. You couldn't just... Um, the, the songs kind of... They, they, they evolve because, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably come up with sort of a piece of music that's maybe halfway arranged. You know, it's got the kind of basic structure of what we do. And then Ali will come right up and um, have a listen to what I've done. And he'll start to play. And then um, we'll have a bit of a, 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 you know, a run-through. And then we'll, we'll start recording. And it'll gradually develop and develop and develop. And then when we've got the best performance that we think, and then, then I... I kind of go back and, and, and actually change what I've already done just so that it really kind of sits in well with what he's played because it, uh, as I say, it evolves so much all the time. I can imagine, Ollie, that you're you're such a professional that you just run through it once and then it's up to Dave to, you know, top it off. Oh, it's <laughs> well, only, but Dave's quite a tough customer when it comes to recording. <laughs> Let anything get by, so we will sometimes play a piece I don't know how many times, and in different ways. Yeah. It's not just a matter of playing the notes. It's a question of finding the right way and getting the right feeling for the piece. Yeah. It's, and it's we both emotion. know when we hit the spot. Yeah. And you, you sometimes kind of, it does happen immediately. Other times it takes several goes. Yeah, you, d you never really know because the notes, are, the notes are, we, we write the notes out, but um, it's, it's the interpretation, really, and that's when um, Ollie yeah. really comes into his own because he kind of really feels the music. And sometimes I'll completely change the, 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 the arrangement because of, what, you know, because of the great emotion that Ollie's played in it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and sometimes... What I've written down, um, if, if Ollie plays something different, I think, oh, that's good, yeah, let's try that instead. Right. And so it's quite an organic um, experience. I gotta say, 
I was really looking forward to this album because of Big Bad Bumble. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, you know, uh, Dave and I talked last October and he mentioned, uh, I've got to say at this point, obviously, that Ollie is known as the fastest fiddler from the West and uh, Flight of the Bumblebee, nobody has, has matched you. No other violinist has ever matched you on this and I can see why. Actually, I just listened to the entire track this afternoon on the way to work. Dave, uh, thank you for sending that over, but I, I didn't even need any coffee when I heard that thing. I mean, I love, <laughs> love the coffee, but when you put that track in, there's no need for caffeine. I'm afraid if I had caffeine in my system, I'd explode if I listened to it. Do you actually, and I, I'll just get a little off topic here, Ollie, but do you drink a lot of coffee before your performances? <laughs> well, not too much. I like, I, mean, I like the taste of it. Right. I might have a, a couple of cups. Really, I, I need it to, to keep going. So these, I mean, we're, we're in the studio hour after hour after hour. <laughs> so it keeps the energy up. And uh, I keep up with Dave then. <laughs> Actually, Pete, the, the interesting thing about the Bumblebee is that um, the, the version that we've done isn't isn't really the fastest that we that, that Ollie can do. It's just a, it, it kind of got to such a speed that I thought, well, any faster, and, and the, the arrangement really wouldn't work. It was it started to sound a bit silly if it, if it went any faster. So we have actually recorded another version, which is even far, much much faster than that one. And that's what I'm going to be working on for the for the next album. Oh my God! It's going to have to be a completely different arrangement. You know. To, to, because it just the, the one we did it w was much more suited to the sort of almost like a, a very very fast sort of, I think they call it Gabba one of those strange kind of nightclub beats wow have, you know. all the tracks that I've heard so far so fantastic tell me uh, both of you if you want to jump in here a little bit about some of the other tracks we're going to be hearing on the Ivory Bow <laughs> oh I'm going to have to look at my notes now <laughs> <laughs> I have a track listing in case you need it. <laughs> oh, I've got it. Well, um, we've got um, a, a lovely one called Pavat. Well, it's called. We've, it's it's um, by Gabriel Fore. Is that how you say it, Ollie? Oh, Fore. Gabriel Fore. Hey, yeah. yeah, he's a, yeah. a thing called Pavan, which is a, one of those courtly, stately dances that they used to do in. Uh, you can imagine the sort of court of um, Louis Catalls or something, and. Uh, it's one of those stately dances, and it's got a great kind of groovy beat to it, and that's, that's the opening track on it, which is quite nice. Um, then there's the, there's, there's the two that I sent you, the Ivory Bow track, which is the, um, the title track. Um, then there's the Flight of the Crimson Queen, which is the, those two are both original ones. And then we've... Um, we've got um, and two more uh, Carmen tracks as well. Oh, absolutely. They are, I mean, you know, they, they say that the second album is supposed to, supposedly the hardest. And we kind of think of this as the second album because the real second one was a Christmas album. And it was a different kind of thing. It was, that was kind of our version of Christmas carols and uh, beautiful Christmas songs done in our own way. But th this really is the, is the kind of second album I, I like to think of it. And, um, but it, really, it just really, I mean, honestly, I do think it's even better than the first one. It's, we've just seemed to have pushed it a little bit further. And it's just, uh, we've got the sound so good now. You know, we've got the sound of the violin even better. And I've also uh, heard you added some uh, guitar into this uh, mix? Yeah, I did actually, just a little bit. Not not too much, but just um, oh yeah, Bolero. We've done a very sexy <laughs> version of Bolero. With some, yeah, it's kind of almost like the Brian May kind of guitar thing going on behind Ollie playing. You know, there's, there's the massive guitar harmonies playing the parts because um, I wanted something to take the place of the clarinets and the, uh, the flute. Right. So I kind of played those parts on the guitar and it sounds really, really nice. That's great. I actually heard that that uh, version of Bolero you guys have done is one of the sexiest ever recorded. <laughs> I think Neurodisc's website says that. Well, I think I think you have to put allegedly after that one, otherwise <laughs> we get sued. Well, I have high hopes for it, okay? Oh, yeah. I think you really, really like it, yeah. I would say that's, that's the one with the guitar. That is the, the one with the guitar on. The, 
and there's a couple where I've just kind of just put it lightly underneath. And there's a really bizarre version of the can-can, which is really strange. <laughs> and it's really, it starts off like a horror film. It's really, really kind of creepy. And then um, then it goes into, uh, yeah, it's really, you've got to have a listen to it. It's fabulous. Very, very great. Now, do either of you have a favorite track on the album, something that you really enjoyed uh, more than anything else? Wow. What do you think, Ollie? I, um... What, what's the Celtic number, Dave? Oh, Celtic Frock. Celtic <laughs> Frock, that's it. We've got all these funny names for the tracks. Yeah, that's um, a kind of... That's an original piece as well. Celtic I, Frock. Really, that, great fun. Really it, rock. It's Irish-ish. We kind of Irish-ish kind of. It's like a bit of like an Irish jig, but a fast Irish jig kind of thing. That's that's quite mm. a nifty one. But I've, I mean, I think and some of those Karma ones are absolutely amazing. I love those. They they really work well, don't they? Yeah, really well, really well. Yeah, they're all from the same. Um, on the first album, we had that. We we took the two pieces, the Toot and Karma, and the. Um, I think I think the Celtic frock as a sort of bonding point because it takes us back mm. when we were watching yeah. all those Celtic. Girls dancing with Spirit of a Dance, the first time we met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your uh, release date set for this album? I know it changed a couple times. <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> I, I tell you, in that last blog, I was almost frightened to post it because um, <laughs> every time I posted the blog, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's coming in a couple of weeks' time, and then then they change it, and then they change it, and. Uh, it's August the 5th. All right, August the 5th. August the 5th, and that's set in stone, apparently. <laughs> Just like it was last week. Now, will you guys be doing uh, a lot of live shows to promote the CD as well? Well, uh, no, actually, no, we're, no, we're not really, um, we haven't really, we're not on the road with this yet. I mean, we're just, basically, you know, the first album came out, we were kind of, we wanted to start to tour as a thing, but um, we had some awful legal problems uh, with, well, Neurodist did, and with the distribution, um, and it just got really, really tangled up in a, an awful, awful thing for about a year, really, so everything got held back. Um, so what's happening now is, on August the 5th, this will come, this Ivory Bowl will come out, but they're also going to re-release the first album and promote that again. Oh, okay. Because everything got... You know, it got trapped in the warehouses. We couldn't get anything out, so we really got basically got to go back and start again. But we want to get a bit more, um, yeah, we want to get a bit more interest sort of all over the world, sort of thing, before we go on a tour. You know, right, um, right. Barnes and Noble are going to do a big uh, promotion. Yeah, yeah. Went, I mean, last year they were playing it in all of their stores all over the states. Oh, great! Every day, and that certainly uh, grabbed people as they were walking through the shop. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And they also did a promotion with your Christmas album. Is that right? Well, yeah, that, that was good. But see, that was another thing that was going to happen last year, but. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the sort of physical copy of the CD didn't come out because of the um, the distribution problems. Oh so right, it, right. It'll, this that will be coming out this year, and then we'll, we, yeah, that, that Barnes and Noble will feature it once again. But um, can I mention that we've got a new website? <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, because it's it's only gone online today, and it looks absolutely amazing. It's really pretty. And there's lots of great pictures and great, and there's lots of music on it, and we've got some. Um, 
You know the um, sampler that I sent to you? Yes. That, that, that'll that be downloadable. In fact, we've got three samplers, one for each of the, you know, we've got one for the Ivory Bow, one for the first album, and we've got a sampler for Adesti, the Christmas album. And they'll all be the free download, so that'll be nice. Now, I did see a great preview video uh, for the Ivory Bow, and it shows both of you in action there. Or Oh, yeah. Uh, really, really cool. I like that video that's on the site. Oh, great. Deviationsproject.com will tell the people how to get there, obviously. Also leads to your blog. Ollie, are you going to uh, participate in the blog there and get back at Dave for some of the comments he's putting up there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm planning it as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, you guys are also online at uh, MySpace. MySpace.com slash deviations. Okay. Just deviations. Whereas the uh, whereas our sort of home website is www.deviationsproject.com. And we, we have a comments page as well. Oh, good. Mm. So welcome to, you know, give the comments, say hi, and... Um, We'll write back if we can. Well, Fantastic. We will. No. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Make the world a smaller place. <laughs> and before we go, Ali, I did have to ask you about uh, this thing called rocket fuel. <laughs> yes, tragically, it's off the market. It was a very strong coffee. Oh, is it really? With Garana in it, too. I was searching oh. all over the place for it. <laughs> we'll have to make with Red Bull instead. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, I was kind of hoping, but all right. Well, the CD is called The Ivory Bow, uh, showcasing the crazy talents of Oliver Lewis and uh, Dave Williams of Deviations Project. Watch for it worldwide, folks. August 5th, we're hoping that'll be the final release date. And uh, <laughs> where can listeners pick up the CD when it is released, guys? Well, it should be available everywhere. I mean, definitely, definitely Barnes & Noble and, um, and Amazon. Uh, and iTunes as well. Oh yeah, sorry. Of course, iTunes. Yeah, that, right. that's the, for the digital ones. But the, I know the C, the CD should be available anywhere. Really, any good um, retailers, but uh, definitely the Barnes and Noble and the Amazon. Can we try to uh, maybe anticipate uh, seeing you guys in the states anytime soon? Well, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> even if it's. Uh, I mean, we were hoping it could be at Christmas. You know, maybe um, to promote the Christmas album, maybe at, uh, at one of the Barnes and Noble stores. But uh, that'd be great. We'll have to see. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be your roadie. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll bring it's the coffee deal. pot. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's been an honor and a pleasure uh, having you guys on the phone together with me today. Good luck with the new CD, and uh, please keep much. us up to date, okay? Have a good Thanks day. Very much. From the Ivory Bow, here's Deviations Project with Big Bad Bumble.
Big Bad Bumble, performed by violin virtuoso Oliver Lewis and producer-composer Dave Williams of Deviations Project. The tracks from their brand new CD, The Ivory Bow, in stores and on the streets August 5th. Be sure to grab a copy for yourself and check out their brand new website at deviationsproject.com. Don't forget to tell them I sent you, and they'll probably run the other way. All right, here's some of the latest news bites from the Mystic Music blog. Electronic pop guru Alu is offering a free download for fans leading up to the release of their next album, Beautiful Things. You can grab the track Walking Through Time over at soundclick.com. Just search for Alu. The track's also available soon if it's not already at download.com along with other free tracks over there. Additionally, Alu was selected to perform at the Hyperactive Conference and Music Festival here in Albuquerque going on August 21st through 23rd. That's going to include bands from around the country and the world and lots of music execs looking for talented performers. So congratulations, guys. They're located on myspace.com slash ELU. Bluestone's latest offering, Worlds Apart Remix, will be in stores next week, July 29th. The album was released digitally a while back, and due to its popularity, they've decided to release a full CD. It's a pretty unique album that contains a new track, some dance industrial remixes, a live acoustic song, and lots more. Some really cool alternative versions of Bluestone's original Worlds Apart album, so be sure to check it out. MySpace.com slash Worlds Apart Remixed. An update from vocalist Lori Cunningham regarding the release of her debut album. They're looking at an early fall release now, if everything goes well. The album will be mixed and mastered by Soulwire's Ken Hill. So stay up to date with Lori for the latest at myspace.com slash Music. Ambient electronic artist DJ Sibbo is now on Last FM. You can hear most of her album works, including a few tracks from her upcoming release, Render Senseless, that's due out in August. Check her out at last.fm slash music slash CYBO or on MySpace at DJ Sibbo. Stay up to date on your favorite artist by visiting the Radio Mystic Music blog. Just click the link on our homepage to get there. To be honest, I'm considering a move to a new blogging platform, but we'll talk about that a little later. And if you're an artist who'd like your latest news included, just drop by our contact page and send an email. More interviews, more music, more escapes on the way soon. Our next installment features musician Lewis Landon. Lewis is going to be talking about the ups and downs of his music career, his incredible success in the virtual world of Second Life, and his latest offering, Peace Revolution. Don't miss it. Escapes number 37 online in just a week or two. Thanks so much for listening to the show today on this last Friday of July 2008. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Keep playing that coffee song. I'll be watching. For Escapes, I'm Pete Havey.